Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. And today we're back in the consumer goods space with a new friend of mine, Daniel D. Katz. D, it's so great having you on the podcast. Great to be here. (laughs) Dude, I was excited about this one. I have so many questions. I almost don't know where to start, but I do know where I'm going to start. So you're the founder of NoCal, the fast-growing brand of vegan, dairy-free protein bars. Dude, you're 22. So I got to say, how did you decide to start a business in this space? And even before that, how did you get into being an entrepreneur? Yeah. So, you know, I I think that entrepreneurialism is something that uh, it's kind of in your blood, right? So, um, you know, I knew from a very early age, you know, if there's one thing that I'm thankful for in life, it's, it's kind of knowing what I wanted to do um, when I (laughs) was very young. So, you know, if you asked me what I wanted to do when I was five years old, I probably would say, eh, be an angel investor, start a business, (laughs) you know, something entrepreneurial. (laughs) Sorry, can't even talk. Um, so yeah, you know, it's it's always been a passion to take ideas uh, and turn them into reality. Um, you know, with that being said, I'm also very into health and fitness and sure. taking care of your body. Um, so you know, the path to get here um, has certainly been a long one. Um, you know, throughout high school, I was uh, buying and selling cars. I started a car dealership. I bought and sold a house. Car um, dealership, unbelievable. Yeah, okay. yeah. Keep going. So, Sorry. Uh, yeah, the concept there was, you know, how can I basically drive a car for free and make a little bit of profit and be able to <laughs> switch it up every month. Wow. And, uh, so yeah, so that, that happened there. Um, when I was younger, I was doing all sorts of weird things like breeding reptiles um, oh in my, my mom's gosh. basement. Uh, wow. I had a business where I was like shipping live reptiles. Oh my gosh. All across the country. Um, I didn't know you could do so that. Every, like any type of crazy idea you can think of, I probably got into it. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, you know, that that was the path kind of in my childhood was always, uh, you know, less about socializing with others and more about, about hey, let's see if I can keep it to myself and work on a business. I just, I love Um, this. I love it. Now, 2013, you you go to college and you dropped out after three months, go back to LA to sell energy drinks. So talk about that decision. Correct. Yeah. So I I graduated high school a bit early. I was 16 years old. Um, You know, it's going to sound like a (laughs) <laughs> like a wow. not, not such a big problem, but my parents, uh, you know, wanted me to go to college. And, um, you know, obviously I, I know that a lot of people would love for their parents to push them to go to college. But in my case, it, you know, it was something that I knew I just didn't want to do. Um, so I ended up going to Indiana University, uh, you know, under their their decision or their guidance. Uh, and, you know, being rebellious like I am, I ended up dropping out about three months. Three later. whole months, dude. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I made it three months. That was that was the extent of my college experience. But um, you know, while I was there, I, I came up with an idea for you know at the time it was the first ready to drink amino acid enhanced beverage. Um, so in my dorm room, I was writing up a business plan. I had samples of this you know beverage being shipped to my to my uh, my dorm. Sure. You know, my roommate thought that I was selling drugs or something weird. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so yeah, so long story short, I, uh, I dropped all my classes within about a 24-hour notice. I decided uh, I needed to move to the beverage capital of the world and moved out to Los Angeles. Wow. Um, and long story short, I, I did a small production run and started a beverage company. That's um, crazy. And uh, yeah, so I, I bought a van and I started driving it around, knocking on every convenience store I could. Sure. Um, and 
handwriting invoices, collecting cash, you know, that was kind of the, the best way to get in the field and learn about an industry uh, in the consumer goods space that sure. I otherwise didn't know about. Um, so yeah, you know, I was doing that uh, pretty long hours. I'd get up at five o'clock and or I'd be on the road by five o'clock in the morning. I'd get up at like two thirty, work out <laughs> oh on the road, working till eleven o'clock at night, knocking on doors. Right. Um, you know, so I had mentioned a little bit earlier on that I've I've always really been into health and fitness, and you know, when I say into health and fitness, I I mean it. I mean, I was like weighing my food, counting my calories. Wow. I was one of those, you know, very <laughs> very uh, particular people when it came to diet. Um, cause at the end of the day, what you realize is, you know, we operate just like cars, you know, you sure. put the right fuel in our bodies and we're going to get that in return. Um, so I was relying on protein bars as one of those sources of fuel because I was on the road so long and, uh, I was eating two to three of them a day. Right. Uh, and, uh, realized that I, I, I quickly had a dairy sensitivity after I, I noticed that my stomach was just killing at the end of each day. Sure. Um, about the same time, I saw a USA Today report that said 60% of the world has a dairy sensitivity. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely. sitting there thinking, okay, so there's one bar on the market that I can buy that's low sugar, high protein, but it's got dairy. Right. So 60% of the world can't digest dairy. And I walk <laughs> so, into a grocery store and I can't find a dairy-free product that's low in sugar and high in protein. Right. Uh, so I'm going to make one. Wow. And you it's going to go make it, right? I mean, why not? You already launched an energy drink. Um, wow. So... I, and so this is around, I'm guessing, 2013, 2014. And then by... I, I, I did my homework before today, obviously. So by May of 2015, your no-cow bars were on grocery store shelves. And today, I mean, uh, everywhere, right? 15,000 plus stores. Amazing. Yeah. You know, it's been a, uh, a pretty quick process. Uh, you know, I said from day one, you know, and I think I think this really when it comes to any new innovation, uh, I've never really been a farmer's market type of guy. And what I right. mean by that is, you know, taking new innovation and, and launching on a small scale. Uh, <laughs> you know, the goal for any company should be we want to take our new innovation, and great product and put it in as many. Yeah, put it in as many people's hands as possible, as quickly as possible. Um, you know, and with that comes a national launch. And that was the goal. And, you know, I was able to lucky enough to be able to execute on that. And, um, wow. you know, now. You take you take those goals, and once you hit them, you you make bigger goals, and you continue to go. So sure. that's where we're at today. So, uh, how did you come up with the name NoCal for the name of the company? And then talk about how you got you know that that bar into some of the hands of people like the big CPG companies and others that were looking at supporting you. Yeah, man, I really hate answering this first question because I hate get, I hate giving him credit, but uh, my dad came up with the name. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, no I knew cow. I needed I mean, a dairy free option and and my dad said one day he was like, So it's got no cow. It's just it's no cow, right? And I was like, Oh, I wish you didn't come up with that because I would have loved to take that that idea. But um yeah, so my dad I think came it's up catchy, man. It's catchy. I mean it's the first <laughs> thing I noticed when I opened my email and read the you know. Eh, don't you. give him the credit, it's already big enough. <laughs> All right, so you go with so, no cow uh, and then <laughs> we go with no cow. Um you know, I, I basically uh, end up hiring a, a freelance graphic designer that I found on Craigslist and, <laughs> and sitting there with them trying to design this packaging together. Right. Uh, I handmade the bars in my kitchen. Uh, you know, it was as, as roll up the sleeves as you get. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to break this down in its simplest form. And the way that I look at business is I kind of do that across the board. Um, you know, I, I think that so many people today try to overcomplicate what business actually is. Um, but at the end of the day, you're creating a product that has a demand. And if you can create a product that has a demand and you can find a way to get it in those people's hands, you're going to be successful. Um, 
So, you know, that was it. I broke it down in its simplest form. And I said, Hey, I've got a product. I made it in my kitchen. It doesn't taste very great right now, but it's, it's got all the nutrients we need. It's dairy free, low sugar, high protein. Uh, it's the perfect product for me. Uh, and I'm hopeful that it's going to be the perfect product for many more people across the world as well. Uh, so I picked up the phone and I dialed the number of every single retailer pretty much in the country. Um, and was able to get meetings. You know, the pitch is, hey, I've got a product that uh, is unlike anything else, and it's going to change your entire category. And there's a massive gap in the market. I know plant-based is not big right now, but I can promise you it's going to be the next big thing. Um, and if you can provide a benefit, you know, to a retail partner, they're going to give you a meeting every time because that's, you know, that's the game they're in. They, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. So, um, so yeah, I was able to land, you know, a couple meetings. And I realized pretty early on that, um in order to succeed, I'm going to, like I mentioned, I got to go on a national scale. And at the time, um, this world of specialty, as we call it, yeah, which is kind of the retail. health and fitness yep. channel. Yep. yep. So think GNCs, vitamin shops, those type of locations, uh, you know, it was the most competitive bar space. So I figured if we can prove ourselves there, we can prove ourselves anywhere. Um, they also have thousands and thousands of stores and millions and millions of consumers that are really targeted um, towards health and fitness. So uh, I got some meetings with them. I walked in, you know, to a to a GNC meeting. That was kind of the first one wearing shorts and a t-shirt to a, <laughs> a board, to a board table with seven executives wearing suits and ties. Uh, wow. So that was an experience. The startup uh, guy. I was on, a, <laughs> exactly. I was holding a plastic baggie of this, this bar that I made in my kitchen that didn't really look like a protein bar at the time. Um, and I pitched the idea. I said, here's what it is guys. Um, you know, they tried it. The first response was this, this doesn't taste great. Right. Um, and, uh, they said, but we love it. We love the concept. So come bring us a product that tastes great huh? and we'll see if we can do business together. How cool is that? Um, How cool is that? So yeah. That's so awesome. naturally I go to their biggest competitor vitamin shop and, right. uh, <laughs> and give them the same pitch and, and vitamin shop says, I'll tell you what, you make this taste better and you can deliver it in 90 days. We'll write you a national purchase order, uh, and put you in 200 stores nationwide. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what happens. And, you know, when you look back, uh, to where we launched, uh, and you fast forward two weeks, I got a call back saying, Hey, give us more flavors. And I called back the next week saying, give us more flavors. And I called back the next week saying, we just expanded you to 700 locations. So <laughs> no stress in that. I'm sure no stress in trying to figure out more flavors on the, on a dime and, and more inventory, right? Yeah. Stress is, that's the fun part about business, right? Business is all about, uh, dealing with mistakes and figuring out how to get through them. So you know, that's the stuff I love. And I could, I could like be on here for an hour telling you about every mistake I've made <laughs> and most of which I've made multiple times, but that's part of doing business. You get ups and downs. So, well, I, we'll get, to, I, I do want to get to a couple of your big lessons learned in a minute. I, but I don't want to jump over your newest product. I want to make sure we hit that. Um, your no cow energy bar. So talk about that. Cause it's your, it's your newest product that's going to market, right? Yeah. So our, our no-cow energy bar is kind of the latest creation. Um, you know, in being first to market on our, our previous original no-cow bar, we were the first to market for a dairy-free, low-sugar, high-protein bar. Um, and I'd argue still really the only option for that. Um, so today, when, when you kind of look at releasing new innovation, what we don't want to do is we don't want to be what's called a Me Too brand, which is essentially where you're copying other people and putting your logo on it. Um, that's just not us. You know, we want to be innovative and we want to come up with first to market products. So, uh, you know, this was an idea I had a little over a year ago. Um, and basically the concept was when you look at the energy bar category, uh, you know, I'm not talking about protein bars. I'm talking about the products that you, you know, eat when you need a little pick me up in the middle of the day or during a workout or, um, you know, during a marathon. When you look at the energy bar category, 
the, we're being misled as consumers. And what we're being told is that, hey, eat this bar with 25 to 30 grams of sugar and let that sugar be your source of fuel. Uh, and when you break that down, 25 to 30 grams of sugar, number one, is more than I eat an entire week. Uh, and number two, you know, you might as well eat a candy bar. So uh, when you break that down, you know, the goal was how do we create an energy bar that the source of energy and the source of fuel is something that nobody's ever really explored before. So what we did is we basically created a patented uh, sustainable energy source using caffeine. And, you know, the caffeine is coming from a natural coffee bean flour is what we call it. Um, so we basically roast coffee beans at super low temperatures and end up grinding it up into a flour base and we put it in our bars. So you get, you know, a bar that still has 12 grams of protein, but rather than 25 to 30 grams of sugar, you're only getting one gram of sugar and a half a cups of coffee worth of, um, of caffeine as well. Wow. Sounds like a no brainer. Absolutely. And, and differentiated, right? I mean, that's the whole key. And these retailers that are, that trusted you before, they're, they're looking to you to bring these types of products to them now and, and providing you the shelf space, right? They're making room for your new innovation. Exactly. Yeah. So what you're able to do that is, is exactly that you're able to put them, you know, partner up with your existing retailers and, and go for big launches. But at the same time, it also opens up the doors to consumers that, you know, for example, uh, weren't looking for a high protein bar. They were looking for an energy bar instead. Um, yeah, so it really opens up the doors, uh, you know, to a lot of great opportunities for us. And you'll start to see uh, an even bigger distribution push, you know, in the convenience channel, for example, potentially some club. Uh, so it's really exciting. Oh, interesting. Club would be interesting, too. Um, so I, I love the story. Uh, and by the way, congratulations. It just recently named 2019 Forbes 30 under 30 list. That's just amazing. Um, talk about some of the big lessons learned, maybe two or three things. And, and I know you said there's been many of them, but you know, th- listen, we have a lot of entrepreneurs and folks starting businesses listening to this podcast. And I always like to have um, our guests share some of the biggest things they've learned in the time that they've launched. So share a couple with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's so many, but, uh, you know, by far, by far, one of the biggest is team. Um, you know, I started this business by myself, uh, you know, and I, I basically ran it for the first two years until we, you know, hit a pretty sizable revenue target um, by myself. And, you know, that's great, right? I was working seven days a week, 18 hour days. Um, it, I felt invincible. Uh, but at the same time, you know, everybody had warned me about this thing called burnout. Um, I was so narcissistic and so caught up and naive in the fact that I thought I could just take this thing to, you know, a billion dollars in sales as a one man team, uh, that, uh, I didn't realize that was a true potential. And, uh, it's exactly what happened. I kind of hit this wall and, you know, I had my foot so hard on the gas pedal that I didn't even want to sit back and take two weeks to hire more people and onboard them. I just wanted to go, um, you know, so that was a very big lesson I learned. And, you know, part of that was actually, you know, that's one of the reasons that actually led me to selling a piece of the business last year to General Mills and sure. a, a small private equity firm yep. um, was burnout. You know, I needed some help on the uh, infrastructure side and, and, and building a team because I was, I was too busy um, and, and faced burnout. So, you know, that's definitely one thing is build a great team, uh, you know, similar to the phrase that, you know, if you own a product, you know, a lot of people say it's always for sale. It depends on the price. Right. Uh, we're always hiring. It depends on the person. So that's something oh, I definitely interesting. learned. Is interesting. Exactly. So, you know, make sure that you build a team around great people versus great resumes. Uh, company culture comes first. And if somebody's, you know, you could take the most skilled person in the world, uh, but if they're not a company culture fit and they don't, you know, basically go by your values, uh, it's never going to be successful. So, 
you know, that's so, so, so important. Um, I could walk you through, you know, all the packaging mistakes right. I made, spelling chocolate wrong on the front package. Oh, um, no. There's a million, right? But uh, so, by far, that's the number one thing is surround yourself with great number people one team, uh, yep. and be a great leader. Yeah, I think the culture thing is so important. And it's one that it, it's, a, it's hard to find the right culture to go work in and know it's the right culture when you go through just a handful of interviews you know, as the candidate. But then on the business side, it's hard to glean sometimes, is this person a, the right culture fit? Unless you know them or you know someone that knows them. You know what I mean? Because the resume only, you know, always is going to say the best of the best. And I, I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges though, from both angles. Yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely spot on with that. So D, where can our listeners find you? Where can they engage with you? Where can they find your products um, and whatnot? I'm super excited about where you're going here. Yeah, so our products are available in GNC, Vitamin Shop. You know, we still are, are very strong in our, our uh, basically in our roots and where we started in the specialty world. Um, you can also find us at CVS, Walgreens locations nationwide, um, Sprouts, Wegmans, HEB, uh, Meyer. Uh, pretty much you anywhere know, pretty you much, shop for grocery. <laughs> yeah, specialty not quite. Products, we, we got a lot I, of I work mean, to do. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do, but if you go to our site at nocal.com, we've got a store locator, so you can find it there and, you know, of course, online as well. No, that's great. No cow, no bull, no way. I love the tagline. So, D, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. This was great. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.